0: What
1: is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla and this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society and welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q... NAF. I know you thought I was going to say CTI because you motherfuckers all love CTI. But as much as I love CTI and as much as Mr. DJ loves CTI, we do need to put out some information that's going to make you a little smarter, a little better, a little stronger, a little healthier. Because the, the root of this entire problem that we're facing in the country starts with us. Okay? It's our standards, it's our accountability, it's what kind of ripple we're leaving in our neighborhoods. And if I don't teach you guys how to get better, all I'm doing is being a clown, spreading the same old shit they're spreading. And they're my version of it. And I'm not willing to do that. So today, we're going to get fucking better. Aren't we?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like
1: CTIs to get you to wake up. Q&A is when you woke up. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. dude, when, once people figure <laughs> out once people figure out that it does not fucking matter if it's Trump mm-hmm. or fucking whoever, okay? Or Biden. Well, Biden is a different story. Because <laughs> th- like, it, it really Bad is. Because yeah. he's intentionally destroying the country. But I'm talking in normal times. It doesn't matter who the fucking leader is. It matters how you're leading. Mm. And it matters how you're running your house. And it matters what kind of uh, ripple effect you're leaving in your neighborhood. And the only thing that could truly fix this country is us individually raising our standards. At, at, and this is, by the way, the fastest way to improve the country. Yeah. If you get everybody to raise their standards and execute... Which you can make tremendous. Dude, think about how fast you could change your life, dude. There's people that come in uh, in a year and change their entire fucking lives. What if everybody in America did that? What if everybody in America said, man, you know what? They've intentionally made us weak. They've intentionally made us victims. They've told us that being a victim was cool. Mm -hmm. They've celebrated all these weak things. Um, they've told us that we didn't need to be healthy. We didn't need to be strong. We didn't need to be fit. And once you understand the narrative and the goal of the narrative to keep you small, to keep you poor, to keep you sick, to keep you confused and unintelligent and living in their network of of uh, delusion, Okay. When, once you realize that that is their goal, and their goal is not for your benefit, it should make you very angry. But the second thing that it should do is make you understand that you fell for it. And the third thing that you should do is to fucking get after fixing it. Okay? And if we, as individuals in this country, all took that obligation serious, and we all decided, hey, man, fuck these guys. They want us this, we're going to become that. And what they really want is the smallest version of yourself. So what is the best way to fuck them? Become the biggest, most powerful, most impactful, most successful, healthiest, strongest, fittest, most positive influence that you fucking can within your control. And if you could do that and everybody decided to get on that train, bro, we would turn this country around in fucking 12 months. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And we would go back to being the land of the strong and the free and the proud and the land of opportunity. We get rid of all these weak ass fucks that pretend to lead us for our benefit, which is really only for their benefit. We can do this, but it starts with the individual. And that's why we do Q and AF. So if you want me to help you with your Q and A s, you can submit the questions. Yeah, email those questions in guys to ask Andy at Yeah. Do that. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I could go on and on and on, and maybe that's for a whole other show, but the point is, if you want the country to get better, you get better. That's it. That's it. I don't want to hear about this shit. Bro, if, you, if you're not pursuing excellence in your own fucking life, I don't want to hear you bitch one motherfucking thing about the fucking world, because you're not contributing to the solution, you're contributing to the fucking problem.
0: That's a fact, man.
1: <clears throat> there, there's a fee, too. Oh yeah, there's a fee. Tell a motherfucker that's a fee. Make other people better. Yeah, like, dude, I... I don't run ads like unlike oh, no, and look, dude. I'm not faulting anybody that run ads on their show because this shit's expensive. I spend a couple million dollars just to fucking put the show on every year. But the point is, I do the shit for free because I consider it a fucking duty. All right, and I'm fine making that investment myself into this to make that happen. And I take pride in that, so I don't run ads on the show. I don't run ads for the show. I ex- work exclusively on value exchange which is the way it should, all right? So if we do good to help you, help us share the show. That's all we ask. That's the fee. When we say the fee, that's what we mean. Awesome. Well, guys, let's lock
0: this out. We got some good ones for you. Uh, Andy, question number one. I'm a college student uh, who's going to be doing a summer sales job, okay? I'll be knocking uh, door-to-door for eight hours a day for three months straight. Do you have any advice for me, or would you mind sharing me your experiences from doing that?
1: Yeah, you, people are going to not like, you're not going to like it. It's not fun, okay? Um, now, that's most of the time, all right? So 90% of the time, people are not going to want you there and you have to expect that going in. You're not going there, you're not going there for the nine out of 10 that tell you that they're too busy or maybe they're rude to you or maybe they tell you no thanks or whatever. You're there for the the one person out of 10 that you're going to be able to connect with. And if you keep that in mind, and you can keep that mindset through it, that you're not there to get them all, you're only there to get one, it makes things a lot easier, okay? Back when we used to do events for our company and nobody gave a fuck who we were and we went to these trade shows and there's these much bigger companies than mine that had these elaborate booths and they, like, dude, we didn't have any money. They got the tablecloth. We didn't have shit. No, we had a black tablecloth. It didn't even have our fucking logo on it, Yeah. okay? And, and, And I can remember our very first event, like our very first event. And I remember sitting down with my guys uh, the night before the event. And by the way, this is when I was working the events personally too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I said, all right, well, we're going to go to the event. Guys, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if we're going to, if people are going to walk by us. Like, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know. I said, but here's the thing. If we can convert one person, if we can get one person to become a new customer and we can become friends with that person, that will pay off. It will be worth our time to do the event because that one person will be our customer for life. Right. And we'll get their sales from now until the end of time. So when you value the l- value of a lifetime customer properly and you understand that you went to an event and stood there for eight hours and only got one, it actually is a pretty good proposition, mm. right? It pays yeah, off. Yeah. So one more you had. people just aren't willing to do that work. And what I would encourage anyone who's going go door to go door to door-to-door-to-door-to-door, to door, to door, like I had to do in the beginning of our business, just understand that whatever happens, you're only every single day, if you get one customer today, you won. One. Mm. If you get another one tomorrow, you fucking won. Okay? That's the goal. And then you build the relationships with these customers who then introduce you because you did such an amazing job. You handled, the, you handled it in such a way. That they feel not only comfortable, but obligated to refer your business and you to their friends. That's it. That is the name of the fucking game. Yeah. Okay? And people don't think, they think I'm exaggerating when I said we built this company that way. That's still the mentality that we have here. Every single fucking customer matters a lot. And you should pretend as if it's, because dude, the small businesses, the way they fuck up and the reason they can never really get anywhere is it because they don't have the skills or they don't have the drive or they don't have any of this? What, the, they make a wrong assumption or a wrong expectation that you need to let go of right now. And that expectation is this, that you can go out and grab customers 100 at a time, yeah. right? You can't. You're only getting them one at a time. Mm. No matter what you think, how it works, it's one at a time. It's, if, you, if you could just say, hey, I'll never get 100 at a time and just say, I'm only worried about getting one at a time, you will not only be far more successful, you'll have a lot more fun because you won't constantly feel demoralized. Yeah. I'm going to say that got to be, it's like a self-esteem thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like you're going into it
0: thinking you're supposed to get nine out of 10 of these people and you don't get nine out of 10 of those people. Bro, listen.
1: It's demoralized. In baseball, you fucking get in the hall of fame for hitting fucking 350. Mm, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. fucking three and a half out of 10.
0: Yeah.
1: If you, I can tell you this. If you get three and a half out of every 10 cold people you talk to, you are going to make a fucking trillion dollars Jeez. that's the reality okay so just focus on the one one at a time one at a time one at a time and show up every day with that attitude one at a time one at a time and grain that attitude into your team and grain that attitude into if it's just you it into you if, if you got a team of a thousand employees start that now because yeah. that is what we're going back to this idea of automated shit and everything and you know, people never talk to another human and this and that and this. People are fucking getting real tired of it. And, wh- and the more important thing is they're recognizing that every single company that automates their shit is one less job that they are providing. Yeah. And people are coming to that awareness, okay? So the more human that you can become right now, and by the way, all the other fucking gurus will tell you the opposite. <laughs> but there's a reason I'm me and they're fucking them, okay? One at a time. That's all you need to worry about. Worry about that. Be human. Be real. Make friends. If you make a friend, you'll make a fucking sale. That's it. It's Awesome. man.
0: Andy, question number two for you. <clears throat> uh, so uh, this person says, Andy, I am 22 years old. I have owned a small business since I was 12. I recently got an opportunity to purchase an existing bi- business in the mid-six figures that is successful but also has many ways to grow. What is your advice on purchasing someone else's business?
1: Well, I've done this. So um, I absorbed a company that was failing in 2006. Um, and there was pluses and minuses to it. Okay. And I'll just run you down some of them. Uh, this would be an all day conversation. But um, when I was presented with the opportunity, I was presented with the opportunity to go from two to six stores. By absorbing this failing company. Like instantly. Yeah, yeah, in one yeah, day. Yeah, and And yeah. um, it turned out to be the right move that I took this this on, okay? Uh, but it was extremely, and I mean ext- exponentially more difficult than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, I was going to take this these stores over and I would be able to make them run properly. But what I learned was that because these stores were in physical locations and because they had been run so poorly before I took them, that customers were actually hesitant to come into these stores Mm. because of experiences that they had in the past, um, regardless of new ownership, okay? So So you could put this new sign up. Yeah, it was a stigmatized location. Like, like, dude, people, and and here's what happened. Um, I ended up closing all the stores and moving them physically like mm. even even one of the stores, I moved two bays down, no shit, and me moving it two bays down made a fucking world difference, no now shit now all this yeah, because they had been treated so poorly, and people so that was a big experience for me. The other experience um and and, and maybe you're acquiring a company that treats their customers right, but yeah. I didn't i I acquired a company that they were fucking just trapped. no caregiving whatsoever, and you knew that going into it no, I didn't okay. i thought I thought it was i thought. I actually thought they were great. Yeah. I just hadn't been around these. I I, had, I didn't do my homework. I'm yeah. being real. Yeah. Um, well, but I was also, also inexperienced. I didn't fucking know any better. I feel like that's like, the, you know, you buy the house and the guy,
0: the, the homeowner tells you, oh, everything's fine. It's perfect. You know, it's like they, everything. They bluff bro. it up a little it's bit. It's
1: like everything. You learn from doing shit. And yeah. You learn from fucking it up. And And while that was, it, it turned out to be a success. There was a very hard process because none of their employees ended up making it with us um, only mm-hmm. two, which no was shit. Jason and Cody. And uh, and it wasn't because of any other reason that like these people were not managed properly. They didn't have a, a culture. They didn't have any leadership. It was just a job. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of obstacles to overcome, to get those stores to come back online because of the way that they had been managed previously. And so I, I don't know the exact scenario of this young person's uh, company, but I would look deeper than surface level or deeper than just numbers and, and, and look deep into their culture, look into like what kind, how they've been running, what do they do? How do they care about their customers? What are the customer views of them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because by, by looking a little bit deeper below the surface, besides just numbers, you'll find out what obstacles that you're going to have to overcome and they can all be overcome. Yeah. But I'm just trying to stop this person from being blindsided like I was. Mm. Um, it turns out, like for me, it was the best thing I ever did because I was able to fucking learn so much during that time. But um, if I knew what I knew now, like like let's just say I go back in time and make the same decision again, knowing what I know now, I would have just opened my own stores and fucking went with my own way. Stuck out a little bit longer. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would. But but, dude, I needed that to happen so I learned the lessons and that. That situation taught me more about business and how, how to do things and how not to do things than I think any other period of time. It was a period of time between 2006 and 2013 or 14. That's when it was just, for me, it was zero rest, zero sleep, zero fucking anything other than work. And it wasn't fun. It was fucking brutally stressful. But that was the time where I fucking learned all my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, that's just, I, I, I don't have the fucking, the deal to look at. Proposals, yeah, I, right. get, I get But, that. you know, I would dig beneath the surface, look past just the top line, make sure that culturally you know what you're getting into, make sure you know what the customers expect, make sure you know their weak points and their strong points, um, and then make your decision based off of that. But ultimately, I would say because you're 22 years old, you really can't fuck this up. So even if you take it, it ends up being a shit show. You're going to fucking learn so much that it'll end up being worth it for you, especially at 22, bro.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Andy, question number three for you. What would you say is the biggest destroyer of self esteem? Um, is it lying same, to yourself? Is it the same for everybody? Is it, Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. 100%. It's making promises to yourself that you don't keep. It's saying, I'm going to do this and not doing it Mm. because then what happens after that is the self-talk, the self-talk that you create by not upholding the obligations that you make to yourself is ultimately the most destructive thing that you could ever do to yourself. Mm. Because what happens is just like, as if you had a friend who said, Hey, bro, I'm going to be there at 8am and the guy doesn't show up for three days in a row. Then you're like, man, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. Only you're calling yourself a piece of shit. And you're Mm. saying, man, fuck that guy. You know, Andy, you're weak. You're a pussy. You're dumb, you're stupid, you're this, you're that. And that all comes from us just not upholding the deals that we make to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And whether that deal be something that you write on paper or something that you think or something that you just know you should do, it all counts the same. So when you start thinking, hey, I should do this, go fucking do it, okay? Because the self-talk that naturally rebounds from not doing those things that you tell yourself you're going to fucking do is what literally destroys your self-esteem and your self-confidence, which is why most people have none. It's also why most people think that self-esteem and self-confidence are things that people are born with, not things that people create. Mm -hmm. This is not a trait, it's a fucking skill. If you invest into it, you will get a withdrawal out of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you invest into keeping those promises to yourself without any compromise, zero fucking compromise, this is getting done no matter what, what comes back is you know that you're a person of integrity that you can trust, and that gives you confidence. So you walk in a room and you're like, none of these motherfuckers do what I fucking do. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now you're figuring out, holy shit, you're actually pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. And that snowballs from there. But it all starts with the lies you tell to yourself. If you're overweight, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. I'm going to start on Monday. 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 Oh, next I'm, Monday. <laughs> I'm going to start after the wedding. I'm going to start after, the ho- after this trip, mm. after summer, after this next holiday. After after the holidays, I'm going to start. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you feel like shit. Because you know that you didn't do none of that shit that you told yourself you should have done. That's it. So start keeping the promises to yourself. The Live Hard program is a great program. Uh, you can listen to it on episode 80. This program is designed to get you on that track. That's it. That's all it's designed to do. It's to get you to understand how fucking powerful you are and understand that these things that you admire in other people, are not fucking traits that they are born with. They are skills that they have made investments into and they make withdrawals out of in their day to day quality of life.
0: And Andy, let's dive into this a little bit. So, you know, lying to yourself, right? So, like, how realistic are you with those promises that you tell yourself you're going to do with those things? Like, I mean, how
1: look am- at someone's life. Mm. So people who make unrealistic promises to themselves and keep them live unrealistic lives. Mm people who make realistic promises to themselves and keep them live very average lives. Mm. So if I had the choice and I was 20 years old or 25 or 30 or fucking 40, okay, I would choose the biggest motherfucking possible thing I could fucking think of. And I would go after it with everything I fucking had. That's what I do every single day. That's why when people say, oh, you're so successful, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just getting started. And by the time I exit this planet, you'll all know that I fucking meant that. Okay? So, set a big goal. That's you gave me fucking goosebumps, It's true. Yeah. Set a big goal. You're capable of fucking anything. You have unlimited opportunity. We have technology that, that cuts the curve down from 10 years of knocking on motherfucking doors to two years. Okay? There's no excuse for you to be weak. There's no excuse for you to be uninformed. There's no excuse for you to be fat and fucking sick. There's zero excuse, zero. There's no excuse for you to fucking not have your career shit in line. I don't, this whole victim culture, this, I hope you guys can understand, this is an intentional social construct that they have put onto you. You know, when we see people complain on Instagram and talk about how hard their lives are, and every single person writes, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Or like when a woman who's 400 fucking pounds, uh, who's unhealthy, who will probably die, you know, from being that fucking overweight, uh, and her friends are saying, oh, you're beautiful the way you are. Those same friends are talking shit about how fat you are behind your back. Mm. Just know that. It's the fucking truth. There's a reality to reality, okay? And the reality of people is they're fucking liars. They all know you ain't fucking attractive. They all know you ain't healthy. You're believing their shit and you're the one that's going to suffer for it, not them. So wake the fuck up. Realize that these people will tell you anything they fucking can because the culture that we live in, it's socially acceptable to pacify people with lies um, rather than tell them the actual truth, which which may save their life. Trust me, I know because I get the shit from people every day. All right. The truth is the motherfucking truth is the motherfucking truth. And you better start living it or you're going to waste your fucking life. But gosh. Some fucking fire today, man. Jeez. Uh,
0: well, Andy, I got I got something for you. So uh Madot actually thought there was this was his idea. So if it sucks. Oh, you
1: didn't it, steal well, his idea? Well,
0: I listen, I don't want to take the credit for it if it sucks. So if, 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 <laughs> if it sucks, Madat did it. Okay. But if it's fucking awesome, White Lion and got you, baby. All right, all right. Uh no, but uh, so we got those three questions. And guys, remember these questions are about anything, right? They're they're fucking, you know, personal development, life, business, right? Just getting better. Um, but, I thought it, uh, but I thought it would be funny <laughs> to, to get to know Andy on the inside a little bit more. I right? wanna add,
1: that's fine. But I want to add something to what I just said. Yeah. Because yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking about it. You know, if you're one of these people that lets these other people that don't live your fucking life pacify you into feeling good for being less than what you could be, you need to wake the fuck up. Because they don't have to live that life. Mm. Like, nobody was having to live the life I lived at 350 fucking pounds. Nobody lived that life. I had to fucking live it. I fucking hated it. And I didn't care when people said, oh, you don't look that bad, bro. You look strong, bro. You're fucking, you you look, oh. You carry a whale. Yeah, I could have walked around and believed that shit too. But you know what? It was fucking bullshit. Yeah. So you got to know your own bullshit. And I was full of shit. I was 350 fucking pounds walking around talking about being successful. That's fucking bullshit. Mm. Because they're not successful. I was making money. That doesn't mean I'm successful. Right okay, if you're living below your true potential, okay, if you're, if you're purposefully living in a place that's less than what you could be because you think it's going to be hard, you are the motherfucking problem in this country. You are the fucking problem because you are allowing your fucking influence to be wasted. Your influence, you could be, you could be getting yourself in shape. You could be getting your finances together. You could be showing every single person in your neighborhood what it looks like to work hard by getting out there and fucking doing cardio. You, you could be showing all the kids what it means to change your life. You, dude, these ripples that we all make are so underestimated. They want us to feel powerless. They want us to feel weak. They want us to feel that it doesn't matter how we live our lives, and all that matters is the decisions they make, and that's not the fucking truth because if the whole entire world Knew how fucking powerful they were by just taking care of their own shit. Those fucking crusty motherfuckers that are making the rules for us wouldn't have a fucking leg to stand on. So think about that. You're either part of the solution or you're part of the motherfucking problem. That's the truth. All right. So back to the fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, I'm just that's getting, necessary, bro. Look, dude. I'm just getting. I'm getting heated about it because, like, people are all arguing about all these issues, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing in your home to make make your bet better? Yeah. You know, being a victim is not contributing to the fucking next generation, bro. We could cry all day. We want about fucking whatever the fuck you want. Like, bro, Dave Stewart, who fucking owns the biggest motherfucking company here in St. Louis, a black man. Yeah. He could have cried all day about fucking racism when there was actually real heavy racism in his era. He's 70 something years old. Yeah, and What do you do instead? He fucking built an empire. He said, fuck that racism. Right. He said, you know what? I'm gonna go out and build a company called Worldwide Technology that's gonna be worth $15 fucking billion dollars. I'm gonna be the richest man in fucking St. Louis. He came from Ferguson.
0: He's the second richest black man in America.
1: (laughs) Bro, but it's not just racism. It's every it's 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 any type of fucking challenge. I got bad genetics. My parents sucked. I I was abused. I got picked on, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. All that shit is fucking fuel. All of it is fuel if you know how to use it. So you have two options. You can look at this shit that you think is fucked up and you could cry about it and you could be fucking nothing or you could take the shit that pisses you off, put it into productive action and shove it down every motherfucker's throat that ever fucking loved, that ever talks shit. Yeah. I'm just telling you what I'm picking. I can list, I can, dude, I don't even tell people all the shit that I've been through because it's fucking doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is how you respond. What matters is the story you create by overcoming it. That's what fucking matters. And that's why we're lacking here in this country because not enough people are having the fucking, (sighs) the, the, the American dream mentality and executing on it. Like, bro, how the fuck are all these kids crying about all this shit when for generations and two generations ahead of them, The same motherfucking people have created fucking success. Everything, yeah. Bro, fuck off with that shit. Victim culture is done here in America. It's fucking done. It's not cool. It's not healthy. It's not helpful. And we're going to get to a place soon where it's not going to be socially acceptable. Everybody's going to look at you people who are crying online about every motherfucking thing and say, hey, you know what? Fuck you. We're fucking done with your shit. And then you know what they're going to do? They're going to put their fucking phone in their pocket and they're going to go do their shit that makes them better. And you're going to be wallowing over there by yourself, crying like a little fucking baby. Yeah.
0: We get less and less likes, less and less
1: comments. It's happening. It's already happening. Yeah. Like, bro, I could tell you my tolerance for self-victimization is at zero. Where I, like five years ago, I'd be like, oh man, that really sucks. That really sucks. You had to go through that. Now I'm like, you know what? You're, You're a fucking bitch. You're a bitch. So what that happened to you, now what? No matter what it is. And you want to go fucking tit for tat with me, motherfucker, grab a seat. Okay? Because the shit is a, it's a long motherfucking list. I love it. Anyway, what
0: was the fun thing? No, I love it. <laughs> some that ruined I ruin mean. your guys' is fun? No, no, no. We're still good, baby. We're still good. Uh, so basically, it's, gonna be a, it's a question. You can, you can give some explanation or you just give your fucking answer that the people fucking... What are we going to call learn this part
1: them. of the show? You This is like a new thing you guys want to add? Yeah, to me? We, we haven't thought I mean, we My might, God, What's, a, what's it going to be called? It take a couple episodes. He, he, DJ is going to say whatever it is you told him. And he, he's going to claim it.
0: Say, no, you didn't really say anything. You didn't even say call it something. Just like, uh,
1: let's call it. This is a question, time this a question. Andy's extra sauce. This is <laughs> <laughs> Andy's gooey butter. You, you, you motherfuckers don't want either of those. <laughs> so hold on. So is this something that you guys are going to ask me or something that people are going to ask? No, it's... Uh so well, I mean they can ask if they want
0: to submit them, but I got I got some uh some stuff written it's out. It's basically me. the funny questions we get on the funny yeah, okay. questions, right, you know, some yeah. All right, so here, here, here's a question. You ready? It better
1: be fucking funny now. You built it up. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think the answer might be. You know be what's funnier. funny? You, Syed, you know this shit. Like a motherfucker that tells hey, I got the funniest joke ever. It's so <laughs> fucking good. And then he tell it. That's you, bro. That's you. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> bro, wait till you see this shit. It's the funniest shit. <laughs> And then he show I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep. <laughs> all right. Fry, fries or peanut butter, which one would you rather have, and what's your favorite of each type? Well, okay. First of all, I'd rather have fries, and I'll tell you why. If, if, we have this discussion often in our family, my, <laughs> between my dad and my brother and I, and it's if you could only eat one food forever, forever, yeah. ever, ever, you could only have one fucking food, what would it be? My food is always a potato. Yeah. Okay. Because you can arrange the potato in so many different fucking ways. It's versatile, and they're all good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: So you can eat a different kind of potato. uh, 365 days a year, you could eat different, and every meal. That's how that's how versatile it is. All right. So I'm gonna go with French fries because of that reason. Yeah. Now, uh, the who makes the best fries? That that is up for debate because I am a connoisseur, and there are many different levels to quality French fries. There are some that are the right kind of crispy. There are some that are the right shape. There are some that are the right shape and crispy. There are some that are the right shape, crispy and the right spice. Like, dude, there's like lots of elements that come into a great French fry. Um, so I, I could appreciate them all. Um, you know, who has the best French fries? Oh man, I can't even say that. I would be wrong. I would be, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to people. <laughs> couldn't do it. Um, but I will say that switching to peanut butter, um, You know, I do, I do love peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah. You you would pick peanut butter over fries or potato. Really? You would eat peanut butter all day, every day for the rest of your life over, over different kinds of potatoes. You can only really do peanut butter a couple ways. No, it's fries or peanut butter. So you can't make it a potato. It's fries. No, because fries came from potato. Yeah. But you're eating fries or peanut butter, not potato. Well, I would still take the fries. Yeah, so
0: take fries because you do garlic parmesan. You know what fries. I would do? I would
1: take the fries and then I would take your peanut butter. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'd share. Nah, dude. I you know I like I like uh, creamy peanut butter. You don't like the the crunchy? I like the it pretty? crunchy too. I like them both, but I I like, I would pro- like if I got two in front of me, which one yeah. I mean, creamy, and obviously. Huh. It's the first form brand of, of butter because butter, that shit is fucking fire, dude. Oh, Hold on. So late at night, which one would you take? Peanut butter? Or no, no, no. Fruit? Late at night, that's different. Peanut butter all Peanut day. Peanut butter all day. <laughs> yeah. You talk about middle of the night, like zombie eating shit? Yeah. 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 Like, you're, like you're still kind of high? You went to bed? No, you're like totally high. Yeah, and you're still that's high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter for sure. 100%. Peanut butter for sure. Yeah. 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 Right. It hits different when you're- Yeah, and you got to do it with a fork. I don't use a spoon. With I do a fucking fork. I use my hands. Really? You just stick your fucking face in there, bro. (laughs) I use something else. (laughs) Don't eat the peanut butter and DJs. All right, man. Is that is that it? Yeah, that's it, man. That's all we got. We got to come up with a name for that for this for the little segment. Yeah, Yeah. but we we could bring that in next time. Yeah, it might be a little surprise. You never know. You know, Andy surprise. (laughs) Andy surprise. You don't want that one either. Alright guys That's all I got That's the show If you like the show If it taught you something If it made you think If it made you laugh If it made you better Please share the show That's how we grow the show That's how we grow the message And that's how we change This motherfucking country
0: yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor Now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bow, Fuck a stove Counted millions in the cold Bad bitch Booted swole Got her on bankroll Can't fold Doesn't know Headshot Case closed Close